0: Welcome back to the Create Your World podcast. Ben, how's it going this week?
1: Pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. Just got back from a long road trip of about uh, five days on the drive from Sydney to Melbourne. So, yeah, it was was a pretty good drive. So, um, didn't get too much work done, but it was a lot of fun.
0: Mm. Oh, that sounds nice. And uh, so, well, my week has been uh, incredible. To say the least, Uh, perhaps I should give listeners an update on on what has happened since uh, last episode. If everyone remembers last episode, I was was recording, we were recording last week's episode just the day after I had launched my first course and things had really crashed into the ground. Uh, Things did not work out very well. At the time, it looked like the course was an absolute dud. I'd had about six sales, uh, by I think the time we we recorded the the podcast, I had about six sales, but the very next day after we finished recording that episode of the podcast, my fortunes turned around big time. So do you know, want to know what happened?
1: Please tell me what happened.
0: Yes, it was quite unbelievable. So I had a three day promotion on the course. So this course was sold. Uh, the, the price was set at 490 Taiwanese dollars, which is around about 18 to 19 US dollars. And I had a three day promo uh, where it was on sale
1: for about 12 to 13 US, roughly. Uh, and you weren't quite sure where to price it, were you? I was Whether not. or not to go for like five US dollars or, you know, 18 US dollars, right? Or, or
0: even more, perhaps. Uh, and I had a very good friend who's well experienced in online coaching and ESL teaching in Taiwan as well. And he advised me to go low. Who's well experienced in online course, course, what did I say? On online coaching and ESL teaching as well. And he advised me to go low because it was my first course and sell it about, um, yeah, five, maybe tops $10, but I priced it instead at $18. And uh, gave a discount for the first three days to thirteen dollars, and I'm so glad I did that. <laughs> uh, four reasons we will get into uh, as I divulge the the story for everyone. So last week my sort of story was how I launched my first course and then it crashed and burned. But this week the story is how it almost crashed and burned and then went through the roof. So yes, not to give too much away, but this was what happened the very next day. After we had this podcast, it was the last day of the sale of the three-day sale, where users could get uh, roughly twenty-five uh, percent off. And I was sitting in my room just after lunch at about two p.m., uh, just looking at the sky, thinking, "Well, I don't know what to do now." Uh, if listeners remember, Damn. yeah, if listeners remember last week's, you know, uh, my goal for for the week last week was simply to go back to the drawing board and have a good head scratch and have a good think about the direction of this whole business. So that's pretty much what I was doing on the Thursday afternoon when suddenly it occurred to me that, Oh, well, you know what? There's only several hours left of this promotion. And suddenly my, my phone pinged a couple of times and I checked and it was, uh, email notification saying that a couple more people had bought the course. So by this stage, I think it was about 3 PM on Thursday, I was up to something like 10 sales. I thought, Oh, you know what, this might actually work out a little bit better than I expected.
1: That's not too bad. (laughs) That's not
0: too bad. What I told myself before I launched the course is zero to 10 sales would be pretty bad. 10 to 20 would be average, not too bad. And 20 to 30 would be uh, good, you know, probably worth doing again if I uh, got beyond 20. So yeah, at about three o'clock, I thought, you know what, why don't we just promote, you know, push this a bit harder on the Facebook page. So I started poking around for a countdown timer, like a countdown clock you can post on your Facebook page, uh, because I'd seen them before. So I looked around and I found the perfect tool called Live Reacting. If anyone knows, uh, has heard of that before, or hasn't heard of that before, either way, you you should go and check it out. This was incredible. Uh, The impact was just, just Beyond words, I was just blown away by this tool. So, guys, go and check it out. Live reacting. In fact, I'm about to become an affiliate for them. So, we may uh, be I may be able to give you guys a link um, in the uh, the description for the podcast and for the episode description below. If you guys are interested in course launches on Facebook, live reacting is the tool. I feel like you've got
1: a question, Ben. So just a bit of context. Mm. Uh, so you, you posted this, uh, this countdown This countdown timer. Timer. So you had a So you had a course, you had a, a vocab course, yes. which you're selling to a, an interested you know, group of yes. uh, how many people, 12, how many people follows. on your Facebook page? 12,000 followers. 12,000. Yeah. And
0: so I posted, live reacting has a whole bunch of functions, but the basic premise is that you can post a live video to your Facebook page. Through live reacting, and they have interactive games, countdown timers, and some other kinds of uh, very interactive stuff uh, that that you can choose all these different overlays, and of course customize it uh, to to fit exactly what you know you're doing. So you upload your content, then add on top their countdown timers and their other features, so you can create this live broadcast which is designed for for things like course promotions and for getting a huge amount of of interaction and traffic uh, to your Facebook page. So I just put the countdown timer on my page with a background image and just posted it and just had a look and just thought, okay, let's wait and see what happens. And by about four o'clock, I'd gone up to about 15 sales. And then I did it again and again. So I did it again about dinner time at about six or seven o'clock and then after dinner uh, as people are getting off work at about eight or nine o'clock and I realized I'd run out of my five free sessions and they came up with the sales page you know do you want to continue using live reacting buy another five uh, points I think they call them and it was about ten dollars thereabouts ten dollars US to to buy another five another pack of five live sessions. And by this stage, my sales had already doubled, I right? had about 20 sales. And I thought, well, yeah, I think this thing's going gonna... to, I could feel the surge starting to come through, surge of users. I was like, yeah, okay. So I, I quickly uh, grabbed my credit card and, and, bought, and bought another pack of five points. And I'm so glad I did that because by midnight, the end of the promotion, the end of the three days promotion, I had 66 signups. Oh. Yeah, shit. Yes. Yes. It was It just the last 3 hours were just off the charts. It just went boop, boop, boop. My phone was just couldn't stop pinging. It was I crazy. Would have that I was mean, just something like, something like what is happening?
1: Like a, a bit of a sales gimmick. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> but it's it's really Holy it's really dude, possible. That yeah. is massive. I know. That is a massive. Difference. I was blown away.
0: So I paid my rent in, in one night on my first day of my, or not the first, the third day of my course launch, the final day of the promotion. I paid off uh, my rent.
1: That's incredible.
0: Yes. Congratulations, Thank you. mate. That's,
1: so, that is so good to it hear. I reached the,
0: the uh, heights of rental profitable. <laughs> so it was, it was such, a, such a high. But the other yeah. day wasn't
1: the first, uh, not the first time that you've that you've tried a product out and it's not always that it doesn't sell well. Sometimes the, you know, the, the product hasn't scaled for that's you, right, right? That's right. You I've know, had like many. What was iterations. the one where you offered, um, you offered to, uh, correct people's like grammar and stuff and like oh, someone ended up texting you at yes. like one o'clock in the morning. like every Oh day. yes, yes.
0: That was my first online conversation course that I offered where I just yeah, promised them the world. I said, you can not only do, you know, the weekly conversation, but and you can join the Facebook group and I, I added all this, these extra things and yeah, you can contact me anytime and ask me any question about any English question. And that was one of the that was one of the <laughs> selling points of the course. And I had this guy called Jack uh, who is also training to be an English teacher, actually. So for him, this was just the best thing since sliced bread. You know, he could just text me at any time of the day or night. And he would, he honestly would just spam me with questions over just the most ridiculous little incy wincy sort of fiddly translation questions. And he would just ping this stuff to me at like, yeah, 1am, you're right. Hey man, you said
1: (laughs) anytime.
0: I know, (laughs) I know exactly I, uh, yeah, <laughs> what can I say? It's just, is <laughs> getting his money's set worth, myself that. up. Oh, he totally did. He milked me for all he could. Anyway, <laughs> I was so glad to see the back of him. I ended up having to pay him off, like refund him because I canceled the course, uh, a month or two earlier. Like, well, I, I ended the course prematurely. I think it was supposed to go for six months and I canceled how it you, after three months. That? He was okay. As long as he got his money's worth. So that's, he's just one of those, yeah, it was, um, no, he wasn't angry at all. It was just, he wanted
1: his money back and I gave it to him and he was okay. So (laughs) it could surely be a, a, you know, a sale for the, for the course later on. He's obviously interested in what you're selling. Mm, Yes.
0: Anyway, um, to come back to this, this course launch. So yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. You know what it was just the weirdest feeling because i slept like a baby that night uh because i have been trying to monetize as i'm sure everyone you know it's it's one of the, the biggest milestones you can you can reach when you've started a new business um i've been trying to monetize for a, a year and I have tried so many different things and this was the first time that I finally realized it's possible that I can actually scale this. I can actually make real money. I can pay my rent with this business. And it was just such a good feeling because now I'm like, okay, I can actually provide for my family with this business. So I actually had a really deep sleep that night and it wasn't until the next day, the day two after I started to get this weird feeling like, I couldn't understand that only six people had signed up on Tuesday and Wednesday, but I also could not understand how 66 had ended up signing in the final hours of the third day with this countdown timer. So it is just such a weird feeling because your expectations are all over the shot. Like I was expecting 12 to maybe 20 signups and I ended up getting 66 and it was just I, but I couldn't understand it. And the fact that I couldn't understand it was also a bit scary. It's such a weird feeling. Cause I'm just like, how did I get 66 people to sign up? So <laughs> the next thing that I'm now dealing with is, uh, okay. I took a step back. Okay. I took, took a step back and I checked my website on teachable, which is the platform I, I used to build my, uh, my online school, Teachable, which I'd highly recommend uh, to anyone who wants to get into online education. It's a really great resource. But I checked my dashboard and there's a dashboard uh, metric, which is called active users, which is, you know, a pretty standard metric. And I checked it out. And after three days, there were six active members out of 66. Six
1: so one-tenth... Active users, Active mean, users means like people on that the people that are the live website. right now? No,
0: no, no. Over those three days. Over the three days since the end of the sale, there had only been six students in, had, who had logged
1: into the course and it started like... Man, that, that countdown timer really <laughs> does its job. It does.
0: And so I, I'm, I'm in such a weird place right now, Ben, because I'm like, is this the beginning of like my you know are things just going to keep going up and up like next month i'm going to have even more sales if i if i plan properly and do this big launch or was is this all down to the countdown timer or are most of the people who signed up it was just some sort of uh you know it was like an impulse buy they just saw the facebook countdown timer and it was like a promotion they just thought, oh, let's just whip out our credit cards at almost midnight and have a bit of, you know, have, get a bit of a retail therapy going on, you know, like what, what was, what was this thing? How did it happen? And I'm just totally stunned. And I won't really understand until this time next month, again, where I, I'm going to try to repeat, uh, the success of this month and do it again next month with a second course launch so listeners keep tuned uh as to find out what happens uh whether this was all sort of uh a one-off or if this is something sustainable but it i've been doing a lot of thinking over whether or not this kind of almost viral sort of facebook marketing thing is really what i want long term or if this was some sort of freak freak event freak accident, almost a good accident, but a bit of a freak accident. And I'm going to have to really become more realistic and about my sales going into the future. And, and how long can I keep these members satisfied if they buy once when there's a promotion going on, but then they don't actually do the course, you know, how important is being, how important is the active students metric for me? How important is it that my users are actually doing the course? I think it should be important. And of course, I don't wanna put my blood and sweat into making a great course to have people just buy it for the fun of it without actually doing the course. But at the same time, is that going to negatively impact sales? Or I what's
1: going on? I think that apps and and platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat, and they, um, the metric that they do use to, uh, um, uh, to, to measure their success is, uh, monthly active users. Mm. Mm. That's a good point. That's a very good
0: point. I, I totally think I need my students to get active because it otherwise it's meaningless, you know, and it's, it, it can't be sustainable. I can't just pull out a countdown timer every time I do a course launch Voila. I've got a hundred new sign-ups and no one takes the course. I mean that that can only last for so long and not very long.
1: But didn't you say that your um your target market is or your users aren't very tech savvy? So are they having mm, problems that's with correct. this with the yeah. onboarding process?
0: Yeah, they they were. I had at least a dozen people who Either could not find their way from the registration page to the uh to the enrollment page for the course and on my website, it's really as simple as once you sign in there's nothing else except enroll here and the button where it says enroll here because there's it's a new website there's there's not there's nowhere else to go, so there were people who have who got lost between those two steps now I don't know why there could be all sorts of reasons but there were plenty of users who didn't have credit cards, um, who wanted to send me money through their ATM, uh, which is actually a very popular way of, of buying things or, or paying for things in Taiwan. Taiwan is pretty, when it comes to online commerce, they, it's, it's actually pretty backward in terms of online payments. Uh,
1: you've got- a, So people just aren't used to the platform. Yeah, perhaps.
0: PayPal is existent here. But it's also one in six people. Here. There's that's very a, few people. That's a lot of people
1: reaching out for.
0: There's a lot, exactly. So I was just, uh, you know, <laughs> I was just glued to the keyboard the whole night, just answering questions as, as much as as, as 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 well as I could. But I was overwhelmed. I could not keep up with all the questions that people had, and it was just, uh, yeah, it was kind of overwhelming. I mean, in a, in a in a great way, of course, sixty six signups, but. But honestly, next time I'm going to need to have a second person there just to handle, just to do troubleshooting, just to handle questions and and payment concerns,
1: et cetera, et cetera. So um, I'm sure you wouldn't be the first person on Teachable to have problems like yes,
0: that. Yes, yes. And thankfully. So thus, maybe there's a service. There's thankfully there's a group on Facebook. There's a Facebook group called Teachable Tribe. So if anyone's a Teachable user, I uh, highly recommend you join Teachable Tribe. It's a really good community with a really good vibe. People help each other out. I shared my course launch story on Teachable Tribe and now a lot of people have been like asking me like, well, what did you use? What is this thing, live reacting? Oh, where do I find it? How do I use it? And so that's been really good because I'm a, a newcomer. So you know it's really good for me to give value to this community uh, You know, in the hope that you know, we, we can all learn from the, you know, the stuff that people share about on the, on the Facebook page in the coming months and the coming years ahead. So that was really good for me, but there's another big question that I have for the Teachable Tribe. And that is how many of your students are active users? And, you know, if only 10% of your students or your signups are active users, like what do you do and how do you get them moving? So um, Ben, to put this all in perspective, because I know I'm, um, you know, there's a lot to cover today and some people might be a little confused as to exactly where it's all heading. Um, just to give everyone some perspective and to sort of take a step back and look at the picture. My aim is to do this, to do this exactly the same thing again this time next month. So I plan to launch the second round of courses on the 5th of April and uh this time I'm going to do three courses. And so the first time there were two courses, this time I'm doing three courses. And uh, this I'll get a little bit into the details of the three courses a little later. But firstly, what I've realized is I've got to create a really good feedback loop in order to ensure that I can uh, repeat the success of the first course launch. So there are about three major steps or four major steps to repeating the success of the first course launch, so I'm going to start at the end, the final step, and work my way backwards to where I am now. So, of course, the final step is the actual is the actual promotion and the actual course launch, which will happen on April 5th. And so, about a week before that, I want to be actively promoting about it, uh, giving you know, leaking teaser bits of the of the content from the course on the Facebook page. There's a lot more I can do next month in order to raise awareness and get people excited about the course that I didn't do the first time. In fact, you know, what was the crazy thing about this 66 signups is I, yes, I had a three day, I had a three day promotion, but before the very first day, before I actually had launched the course, I didn't tell my Facebook page about it at all. I didn't give them any, news, any any details that, hey, I'm going to launch a course this week. I didn't, I just launched cold. It was a surprise. It was just like, surprise, here's a course, here's a website, sign up now. And three days later was the end of the promotion. And three days later, it was 66 sales. So- Yeah, no.
1: Every movie right. has a trailer. So
0: next month, I'm going to have a trailer. And so that is the final week before the 5th of April. Now, the step before that is- production to actually make the course and so i'm going to have a week where my wife is uh in
1: what about surveying next step uh, yeah sorry i just skipped skipped that that. so the
0: step before that is production where i'm actually going to be building the course making it and that's going to take about a week so that's the last week of march the week the step before that is surveys exactly because i need to know that the 66 who signed up are happy with this they're they're not you know, they don't regret buying it. I haven't had any refunds yet, which is a good sign. But at the same time, I haven't had many active users. So there haven't been, there's a lot of them who've bought this and simply forgotten about it. And it's been a week and they haven't even touched it. So I need to get survey data back to, to, that tells me this is what they like, this is what they don't like. It's too long, it's too short, it's, it's, it's too whatever. And then I can fix that in the production phase. But here's the critical step that I need to, to take now, that I need to, to have progress on right now. And that is, I can't get survey data back from them when they haven't even used the product. <laughs> so the first step happens now, that is happening now is I need to get them moving. I need, to, I need to mobilize my community of students. I need to get them together and get them inspired and get them onto this product that they have purchased and get them using it. So the very first thing I did is to create a, a Facebook group f- just for the users of the teachable, um, course.
1: Now I, yeah, I, it's good. They can also talk to each other about that's uh, right. tech. Problems. Ideally, how do I pay? Yeah.
0: How do you pay with this? Uh, exactly. ATM now, Ideally order. I would have had that, that, community engage on the teachable website itself, but there aren't that many functions. There's this, there's, it, it, it's not easy, you know, people don't even upload their profile photos and, and whatnot. So there's, there's no real space for like a sort of general discussion between all the users at this stage on my website. So for now I'm using the Facebook page and that's been good. Most people have joined the Facebook group about two thirds to three quarters, roughly about 50 people.
1: I like the idea of the. Sorry, Facebook not the Facebook page. page the Facebook group, because dude. when you yeah, the Facebook group, yeah, Facebook, Facebook group, group yeah. not Facebook page. Yeah, I like the idea of a Facebook group because um, if people are having difficulty, just you know, getting through to the course, which, as you described, you just it's just clicking yes. a few buttons, basically, then um, setting up a community and a profile on an external mm. platform like Teachable might come. A little yes, bit yes, too difficult That's, that's exactly right that's but right. you're already on Facebook, all of your all of your fans already have yes. a Facebook profile and so joining a group is is literally just a click away and it's, and it, you know displays in a that's format right. that they are used to There have been a couple
0: of hiccups. It's so been it a good, good choice. choice unfortunately, it hasn't been a simple. you would think it would be really simple to add a bunch of emails. Uh, an email list to a facebook group and have them all automatically join but it's really not that easy oh no I why should, isn't it that really should be I, I wish facebook would sort this out in fact i'm one of many 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 users if you go <laughs> and look at their at the you know faqs section um who are wondering this but there is a box there is a, a you know somewhere where you can enter emails uh however most of the users don't receive the invitations for, for one reason or another. And even though there is a embed invite func- uh, function where you can copy HTML code into your email, which is what I did, I set up a MailChimp and then I did my first ever campaign. So that was all very new territory for me, but it was very exciting and it was pretty straightforward, so that was okay. So I did my first ever campaign. And as part of that, I pasted in this HTML link this, this code, from uh the Facebook group, which provides a which it's essentially just a little text box with a button that says "You know join now and with the with the the logo and the details of the Facebook group and I sent that out to everyone even though in the settings you're able to preset the group as not yes as the these members as being able to being automatically added and you can upload your c s v file um and have them all automatically added on for some reason you still have to approve them uh when they decide to join you still have to go through and approve them one by one so it hasn't been as easy as it should be to simply get the users into the group but you know after a few days of of trial and error it seems most of them are in anyway also It's not easy for me because the Facebook group is closed, but it's still visible on my Facebook page. So I have other users who can see it and they can simply click join, you know, and and apply to join the group. And there's no way for me to uh, filter those random users clicking join, rather than the people who've bought the course, unless I go in and look and find their email address each ap- applicant, and look and find their email address on Facebook, which you can do, but there's, it takes a bit of time and a bit of working around. It. It's not you know as simple as you know looking at their just their profile page and seeing their their face, you know. But I would have to go through each person and find their email address, and then check if it's on the Excel spreadsheet with all my with all the the list of all the emails of the users from the Teachable website, and that just takes up too much time. I eventually
1: what what's your group called? The, it's called yeah. The what's the group called? Student group.
0: I mean, it's called the Meizao Yikao Yingguan tuan but that's the Chinese name. It's called the the brand the brand name and then the
1: student group.
0: Um, I I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I should maybe
1: I should a more descriptive the, name.
0: Hmm, try and make it, and maybe put in brackets. You know, exclusive only to to course members or something which, yeah, that, that's something
1: fun. I could yeah. do. There's also, so if somebody's purchased mm-hmm. course number two, right? But you're mm-hmm. up to course number five, everyone's yes. in the same Facebook group. Not really. Is that a problem? No.
0: What I'm hoping is if if random users come and click in, I mean, it only really works to promote the product to those users anyway. There's no real there. Yeah, that's what I ended suppose, up reconciling yeah. to myself. I started I just thought to myself, well, you know what, if some random users, if there are a few blow-ins who didn't sign up for the course, as long as they don't cause any trouble, it doesn't really matter because if everyone on that group is discussing the content of the course and how great it is and asking questions, it's only going to pique their interest and it's only going
1: to make them more likely to click on over to the website and sign up themselves. If, they, yeah. if they're inside the group and they're asking pre-sales yeah. questions, like does it include this or that, then maybe that dilutes the discussion. That's possible. I didn't students. think of that. Mm, that's a good point. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, this step is critical for getting the users active and on the website. However, I haven't rolled out the, the next. Uh, yeah. Also, you
1: can just... You know, you can poll them quite easily. Yeah, yeah, I can
0: contract. put a couple of polls in. How is your experience of the course so far? You know, anything else like that? I'm planning to to make an announcement tonight in the Facebook group about the. Uh, there are really two big, two big uh, carrots, I guess, if you use the old carrots and sticks kind of metaphor, that I hope to get them moving on this. Uh, course. One is a certificate of completion that I'm going to give out to people who actually finish the course with, uh, you know, my signature and a nice big logo and whatever, and their name. And I'll post that on the page as well. So it makes it very public. So people who actually finish, you know, they can take pride in that and see their name, uh, you know, and see their certificate shown to the whole community. Um So it's a little bit like the digital equivalent of, you know, it's a bit like in a high school, you know, when you call up some of the top students who've, you know, scored the highest test in the exam or whatever, and the principal shakes their hand and, you know, (laughs) everyone, you know, they, they get that moment on the stage. So that's what I hope to replicate on my Facebook group with these certificates. So that's one thing I hope will inspire some people to get moving. The second thing is I'm going to have a live discussion session
1: a review session. Can you can you give people flares in a Google? Uh, sorry, in a Facebook group. Ah,
0: uh, I think I know what you're talking so about.
1: So I joined a mm-hmm. I joined a group once, and I was one of the first people that started posting in the group, mm. and so I got this little flare next to my name that was like ah, uh, it was like a little like like a little seedling plant. Yes. Was, like starting to grow. Yes. And it's like contributing or, like, early contributor or something like that. Something like that. I think that was automatic. But if there are flares that you can give people manually, mm. then you can, I don't know, maybe you can give them flares for, like, finishing the course. Yes.
0: There is, I mean, because my page is over 10,000 followers, I have the ability, There, there is the top fan function, which has been enabled. So I can... There are up to a hundred top fans and I can manually add and take off top fans from that, from that list. Uh, it's set. Do they get any extra benefits mm, for being top It just fans? says top fan on top of their name. Um, okay. But a lot of my top fans might not be course members. So I could use the top fan function to signal that they have finished the course, but it, it's just not a perfect match because there are some top fans who might be avid users of my Facebook page or very active on my Facebook page, but haven't actually signed up for the course, so it doesn't mean much to them. So, yeah, yeah
1: but that would also be a good just idea. in Reddit. You have a you have that function if you yeah. are the owner of a subreddit. You can make any flair. Reddit's super um, super customizable
0: like that. That's super awesome. Yeah. That's super super useful. I wish uh, Facebook had that level of customization customization yeah, yeah maybe in time hmm. i'm not too optimistic but okay There <laughs> are <laughs> definite downsides to <laughs> to uh being based on facebook but but yeah no reddit is definitely so good for that um but so okay but the other incentive that i have or that i'm gonna offer that i hope is acts as an incentive is a live session at the end of the month, which reviews the whole course uh, over about an hour, over about an hour's time. So I'm going to just go live and just talk to everyone. And it's going to be very lighthearted and not too serious. And I'm just going to talk about the actual topics that we cover in the course so one of the courses is about travel the other is about shopping so i'll just be like hey guys so you know what what is your actual favorite travel destination where do you want to travel and just just keep it light and interesting but also answer any questions they have about the content of the course and go over some of the material some of the words that we learned as 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 like a review session so if i If I peg that at about the 29th or 30th of March, I think that's just just exactly a week before the next launch. And it gives people about another fortnight between now and then to do the course and to to make sure they finish it because they'll get the most value out of that session if they have finished the course by then. So those are two things I hope to announce tonight in the Facebook group and I hope that will get people moving on the website with the courses. What do you think? Do you think that's going to do anything? Yeah, I like it. It sounds good. Fingers crossed. Sounds good. I'll uh, we'll find out next week how
1: how that went. That's going to be I like that you're building a community around it. Yes. You know, so it's less I think that's a big disadvantage with doing education on uh online Mm. because it's quite a isolated experience yes experience but you know yeah bringing something like using the power of you know facebook or your reddit or something like that so to bring people together and you know and talk about how you ask questions you know this sort of stuff that you'd ask somebody if you're in a classroom Mm. it's like oh you know what's you know what does that word mean or or something like and that, that has happened a little bit it hasn't
0: really taken off but there have already been two or three students who've done that who have asked each other questions like there was one person who asked what's the difference between port and harbor and i thought because that's one of the words covered in the course i thought oh that's a good question yeah. do, i've got no you know idea answer ben? <laughs> no i don't oh, well. no. <laughs> take a step back yeah um <laughs> but so i thought oh here i go i've got to dive in and And uh, explain, but no, someone else answered, and it was the correct answer. Ports are man-made, and
1: harbors are natural. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's good. That takes that. So that delivers value to to the other students without you having to do a thing. Exactly, scalable. Scalable. So it's uh, very promising. These
0: are just the you know the seed, seedlings of, of, of this, it's just the beginning, but it's very promising. It's early days, but it's very promising. So, uh, if I can get them moving and doing the course over the next week, the next phase is to roll out the surveys uh, and I plan to pepper them with, uh, well, not too many surveys, just really one core survey around the 20th, maybe the 21st. So in about almost another week's time. So I have spent the last two or three days mocking up a survey. Uh, and I've, I'm have i sure our listeners have used all sorts of different surveys, uh, in platforms, the SurveyMonkey. I, I used to use Hotjar, which was fine, but uh, eventually, for this survey, I went with Zoho, CR, uh, Zoho survey because it it um, you can do an embedded survey direct into a MailChimp email template. So oh, beautiful. yeah, so that worked out well, whereas you couldn't do that with Hotjar. So that's just another click for the user, which is another, you know, a potential bounce where they're just like, oh, I've got to click through. No, I'm not going to do this. So exactly. So I use Zoho uh, survey and that worked out pretty well. You can also add logics to the to each question. So for example, if the user a- answers B for a question, you can then have a follow-up question just for people who select B or D or you know whatever the option is. So that's quite good. So you can make... That's yeah, so good. Yeah, you can make very tailored. Uh, so I did a, yeah I did a final draft and I showed it to a couple of people and yeah um, the immediate re- response was this is just way too long and it's true I had about I had about <laughs> almost 30 questions in there so so oh, but, okay so okay I know it's very long I know 30 pushing 30 questions is, is is overkill however I thought what I can do is offer a 10% discount coupon for everyone who actually answers every question. So that's like the
1: yeah, that's the bribe essentially. So <laughs> Can you change the UI, yeah the user interface? Can mm. you can you be like, oh, you know, just uh that's five questions down and just a few more to go. Yeah. Um mm. Answer ten more questions, get your 10% off. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, mm, that's kick them that's a good,
0: that's a good idea. I, I looked at campaign monitor, which I don't know if anyone's used that before, but it's very visual and very pretty. and especially their mobile version, it's like, whoa, well, like you can add all these pretty backgrounds to every single question so then it becomes like a slide through. it's like they're flicking through Instagram and every question has a different background. And so it's not like they're filling out a form
1: like a, but where do you, where do you fill
0: that out? Is that on their yeah, website? Yeah. You designed the whole survey on their website, but when it, when they open that in their inbox, the inbox is, Oh, you know, I haven't actually checked it. I know what you mean. Is it like, does it open in a separate app and then they scroll through? I think it's just inbuilt within the email itself. So there's like an interface within the email that they swipe through, and then every swipe is a different question with a different picture, and you can just sort of design the pictures to look really pretty and stuff. uh so it looks really cool, but uh, it started at nine dollars a month, and I was I'm I'm really tight for money right now, so (laughs) I didn't sign up. So Zoho was free, but um, that might be something my users might dig in the future just uh i i get a sense that they would like those kind of yeah aesthetically pleasing surveys but but uh not not for now it's just campaign campaign monitor yeah that was another one that i looked at yeah so i thought okay i can offer this discount 10 percent coupon and that could really be a great incentive to get people through the survey that may slightly uh, create a bias though in the data, and that is people who know that they want to sign up for the next course will find value in a 10% discount. Oh, their, that's yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm like, mm, I could do it, but I might just be getting a lot of yes, you know, the whole yes men kind of thing or the yes people kind of okay. analogy. I might just be getting the, the, the customers who really dig my product and they just kind of come through with lots of positive responses. And I'll be like, well, this is great. They all love it. But, but what about the people who aren't interested in signing up again? And therefore they're not going to care about a 10% discount. But it also occurred to me that I think a lot of people, a lot of the 66 signed up because there was a discount on Facebook anyway, because they all signed up at the last minute, because that's, that's what you do if you want the discount. You sign up before the deadline, you know, before the the promotion ends. So if they love a discount, if they love a promo, then that might get all of them active on this survey because they all love promotions, right? That's why they signed up. Yeah, so that's true. I don't that's know true. if it's a good idea or not. Do you think it's a good idea? Should I do this ten percent coupon? And should I well, build if they... a really in-depth, good, solid? survey, which answers, which, which gives me data on all the stuff that I really want and give a 10% coupon discount, or should I just not go down that path and just keep it simple? Eight to 10 questions of the super important questions, but I only get eight to 10 and no reward. It's just, it's just a please. And thank you. Fill out the form kind of a approach. What do you
1: think? Okay, I don't have any you know, data to just back my hunch, but I think that if somebody doesn't want to buy the next course anyway, mm-hmm. then I don't know how how incentivized they'd be by a discount, even though they like discounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that I see uh, I see polls on Twitter yeah. quite often, and because they're quite popular. And they're so simple. You literally just touch an answer and press a vote, and that's it. And I think that if they were more than just, like, more, just more than just one question long, they wouldn't have anywhere near the appeal of what they do. Mm. I think that I think that just how you know people's attention spans are. You know, you're asking them for a favor to fill out like yes. this course that's why you want to incentivize it um, and you know that take you're taking time out of their day to answer these mm. questions so that's why you want to throw in this thing mm. but i think that just just asking maybe just going to that facebook you know that facebook group and just using facebook's inbuilt oh. you know poll system mm. just asking just a couple of questions once every now and then um, just the most important ones um, until eventually you get through all of the questions that you Mm. want. Um, You know, it might not Mm. always be the same people answering Mm. the questions. So you're going to suffer from lack of continuity. Mm. Is that how you say that word?
0: Continuity. continuity.
1: Yeah, no, but actually I think
0: that's a really good idea. Yeah. That's, That's probably... That's probably really, yes, that is actually really, that's probably that's the probably way, a way yeah. to go. Um, just another little pet complaint about Facebook groups. This is another thing. A lot of people can't figure out why, but <laughs> surveys are, that you post on a, pa- on a Facebook page, right? Um, you can add as many options as in like a multiple choice survey. You can add as many options as you like, but in a group for some reason when you do the same thing when you add a survey you can only do two options there's no reason why but for some reason it's just it's you're just not able to add another option
1: mm. well, twitter only lets you do one huh?
0: what one option one question surely oh what are you talking about on. sorry
1: so you mean like you like mean a, B, C, as answers as in, to the question as in oh, right, yeah sorry right, right. i thought you meant how many how many questions no no at no the same as in time.
0: how many answers you can Choose from
1: only yes. two.
0: It's like a yes/no kind of a question. Heads, Heads or
1: tails. tails.
0: Yes, black or white, Shit. or whatever. Exactly. And there's no way around it. <laughs> so all you can do, and this is only for groups. The weird thing is, if you post on a page or in your profile, you can add and add lots and lots of uh, options. But for groups, they they just had a different design for some reason. Anyway.
1: Is there a reason why they do these things, y- or is you, it just you can read the threads on the on the, on the on the on the support and help
0: section? It's hilarious. It's just people, just like just dumbfounded people, just writing dumbfounded comments like, "Why on earth would this be functional?" It's like, Who's behind this?" You know? Yeah. Anyway.
1: It's from a programming yeah. point of view, like you just the difference between having two options and or a limit of two options and four is basically nothing. <laughs> just it's like it's like change one number yeah. sort
0: of thing. Yeah, I have no idea. Anyway, what I could do is still I could still I've done this for a long time, and my Facebook users seem to be fairly or my followers seem to be fairly used to that this format, and that is just you know I just write the the answers in the quest in the comment box and then just a a for something b for something c for something and they don't really mind you know just typing out one letter as a comment on the post rather than clicking the the button that seems to be just as effective so that you can do i can do it like that so that's okay does that make sense you know what I'm talking about right yeah yep. so so yep. that's okay so i think your fragmented suggestion might actually might actually work actually mm.
1: you get more responses that's for yeah. sure yeah
0: but do you think okay what okay here's the ultimate question how many questions or am i asking the wrong question by asking that question because if it's not all at once Maybe I can just ask a question a day or every few hours. And I think more than one question a day would be overkill.
1: I think. What do you think? So you want to, well, it's all about what do you want to find out? Okay. Right? And you want to find out exactly. what the, That's the you question. want to find out what their onboarding experience the was. Question. No,
0: not really. Because enough of them made it through the sales page smoothly that it's no major concern. i probably, if, if everything was optimized. It's the, it's the 66 to 6. That's right? the, that's yes. The, that's okay. Gotta okay. That's got to be the largest gap. There's two. In the whole thing. Okay. Sorry. Just, um, that's a very good question. There's two core, uh, there's two things that I have no freaking idea how they happen or why they're happening. First one how did I go from about 10 sales to 66 sales in a matter of a few hours with a countdown timer on a Facebook page? Like, how does that happen? Why? In other words, why the hell did you sign up for this course? Was it A, because you really want to learn vocab? Was it B, because you really like this platform? Was it C, because you really like the topic? Was it D, because there was a discount? Was it E, because... A friend recommended it to you. Was it why, 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 why? I really want to know why did you sign up? I also want to know when, how much time was there between you discovering this course and you purchasing this course? Was there 10 minutes, two hours, one day? Cause there was only three days at maximum. They could only have known about it for three days because the promotion was for three days, but I bet you probably half of them signed up for it within 10, 20, 30 minutes of, of hearing about it on my Facebook page. I, Did anyone buy after the promotion one finished? Person who clocked in at 12.15 a.m.? No, no, I think I think I went back and, and let them through and gave them the, the discount. But there was one person the next day who still signed up at the full price, but one only. So virtually none. Mm. Virtually none. Yeah. I'm super curious about that. Like exactly why. And, and yeah, exactly how, how long did they think about this purchasing decision? Was it in the moment decision or were they, did they know, did they look at it the day before and then think to themselves, I'm going to do it tomorrow night when I, when, when it's the last chance to buy, you know, like I want to understand that. And then the other thing is why on earth are they not doing the course now? that's the other big thing I want to find out is it's too hard. Is it, is other are are the modules too long? Uh, is it hard for you to access? That's probably the only real user experience kind of question I really need to ask is like, is it easy for you to get in and access the material? Because who knows, maybe there could be, a lot of people who are trying to access the course, but for some reason they forgot their password or something and they can't get in. So they've given up maybe. So that's a key question to ask, but this is what I pretty much need to know is like, why did you buy this and why aren't you using it? Yeah. Why'd you buy this product and why aren't you using it right now? That's pretty much it.
1: Well, maybe, maybe not in those words, words, but that's
0: pretty much what I'm,
1: but that's better than 30 questions. That's for sure. Yeah yep totally agreed. they're also um they're quite open-ended questions, so you're just voting on two options no, they? so I could
0: put several options as a B c d you know I just like as in click a click a letter and as a comment, or I can always put in big bold lettering below please you know please leave any any other comments or suggestions you know, related to this question in the comments. You know. That is that is a better that is a better that is a another plus to using this survey uh post function, rather right? this 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 way of doing it rather than doing like a closed end survey where you've only got a few options is there may be people who are just like, oh, I wish I could just tell him what I really think in this question rather than oh, but there you know, there isn't the option. So I'll just forget it. I'll just click anything and keep going. So with the with the comments, it leaves it gives them the space to really give me feedback that that I may not have asked for,
1: which is even better. Yeah. That's gold. If, if they're if they're motivated enough to hopefully, to type yeah. In. If they're not, then they. And can you're totally right them. because seeing other people
0: answer in the Facebook group will probably you know get them interested in answering. Whereas if you just ask them, oh please fill out this survey. It's cornering them off into, you know, uh, an isolated page where there's no one else interacting on the page. It's just them and the page. It's a much more lonely experience (laughs) than seeing everyone else's. Although that comes with a trade-off, right? Because then maybe they'll look at how other people answered the question in the comment section and be like, oh, everyone else answered C. I'll just type C. So... Yep. Ah, there's no perfect way to do a survey. That's the conclusion. That's the conclusion. Not. <laughs> so, as long as I can get decent data f- from this survey, then we, then I can move on to doing the next course or courses all three of them, and then I can do this again next month. So, yes, that's pretty much me uh, for this week, Ben. So it's been a dramatic turnaround. And we will see what is the next twist and turn in my story. I might crash again, face <laughs> flat in the ground next week, but we will find out.
1: Um, 66 six refunds.
0: Don't, don't you dare say it. How dare you? <laughs> 66. Oh, it's going to be, that number's going to haunt me now. It's funny. That num- that's a lucky number. Used, you know, that, yeah. It's just no, like, you know, 666, right? In Western culture is the number of the beast but the devil's number, but in, in Chinese, it's like, um, it means, it means smooth, smooth. Yeah. Because the number six rhymes with the word for smooth. So six, six is like extra smooth. So things are going smoothly. So it's a good number. Yeah. So other people I told this to, like my Taiwanese friends, they were like, Oh, 66 good number. I'm like, yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But 66
1: sales, but not 66 refunds. Okay. <laughs> Over to you. Over
0: to you. What's been happening?
1: Yeah. Well, I've, um, yeah, I, I, I don't have too much, uh, too much news this week because I've been on the road for five days out of seven without pretty much any okay. internet connection. Um, so uh that's left me in the last couple of days in the last two days before recording this um, just absolutely scrambling trying to trying to meet you know my goal of of um, of five uh, uh five new email mm-hmm. subscribers um, which uh I thought it'd come a lot easier than than what it has because what I've found is um, at the moment of my strategy of uh trying to bring some traffic into the ciders, I found some, I have an idea of my target market, um, which is, uh, as we yes. said before, it's uh, geeks, geeks who like yes. to get stoned. I,
0: was was <laughs> that much. my definition?
1: I think, I think that's how yes. I phrased it. And yeah, I like it. Geeks who I like, like it a stoned. lot. Yeah. 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 So they have an appreciation of, of, of science and wonder, but aren't, you know, but there's the another science. term for this, isn't um, there? Psycho, what's it called? Yeah, yes, yeah, psycho, mm-hmm. psychonauts. So it's explore. That means explorers oh. of the mind. So, um, yeah. So I've been I've been trying to get some trying to get the intersection of the you know the psychonaut community plus. Um, there's a few other communities on on Reddit. I, th- I think that Reddit is. Um, Reddit seems to be the the social media where these people cool. hang out the most, um, and there's also you know on on Reddit you sign up to multiple um, multiple subreddits, mm-hmm. so I'm just looking for you know I found this tool that shows you the, you know, the subreddits that where people have signed up to both um, uh, both you know psychonaut communities and you know sciency communities, and it can recommend you similar ones so. Oh. Yeah, but um, the but the the best subreddits that I've found that is really relevant for what I'm doing is the Ask Science ones. Okay. So I've been um, yeah, know you know, one. I've been spending yeah. like a, a couple of hours each day, um, answering questions that come up. So I've set up a um, and and when appropriate, um, you know, linking to linking to my, my site but mm. not trying to. Reddit seems to be very uh, adverse to, to self-promotion. Um, mm-hmm. So I have to tread super carefully. And, you know, like the most important thing for me is, cont- has to be contributing to the community, not trying mm-hmm. to extract from the community. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, you know, because there's so many good questions there. And the time that I spend there, I learned so much. There's so many good questions, man. Um, and uh, in answering them you know I do have to even if I know say like 80% of how to answer this question I have to you know I have to do a bit of research and learn about the rest yes um, and sometimes you know people will call you out sometimes a bit nitpicky which is annoying but other times you know it's they call you out and they like give you corrections which is mm-hmm. it's like it is the best thing you know yeah. it just irons out all those you know Little misunderstandings that you have, it's, um, it's really good. Like, there's a quote mm-hmm. somewhere. It that says like, the fastest way to find the answer to something on the internet is to post the wrong answer <laughs> and yeah, just yeah. wait for someone to correct you.
0: Totally. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, so it's not. I'm not the, Exactly. It's, it's like not like that I'm posting the wrong answers, supposedly. but like. <laughs> yeah. Something like
0: that. Invisible hand is coming to correct you. Yeah. Boom.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a bitch slap sometimes. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so so I'm I'm spending a bit of time, you know, answering those questions, and I'm getting traffic from those from those places. But I'm, you know, as I said, I'm just scrambling. I'm trying to get these email signups um, just in in a couple of days. Um, sure. So, what was your target from last week? It was five. It was five mm. email signups, right? And how many have you had? Uh, zero. None. Oh, okay. I've had traffic through to the site, but mm-hmm. none's actually converted. Um, and is the signup call to action very visible and
0: easy on your it's, site?
1: Yeah, I th- it's as prominent as I can make it without being annoying. So I'd find a <laughs> fine line pop-up. between prominent and annoying. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I, I refuse to do a like, full-screen pop-up that nah, appears in those. the first five seconds of somebody clicking on the page. It's like, fuck, I don't even know what your website is. Instant Yeah, why would I sign up for spamming my own inbox with this stuff that I don't even know what it is? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the second that somebody has the slightest inkling that they might sign up. You do want to capture them. Um, yes. So what I've done is I've installed a a, a top banner that appears on, on the top of each page and you can click the X to to get rid of it. Yep. But, um, you know, the, the second that you do have that inkling, it is right there. It's also in the sidebar. Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: do you... Uh,
1: there are so many different ways you can set this up. Do
0: you set it up like... Is it a timer, like 20 seconds, or is it a scroll down, like once they've scrolled halfway down the page, it appears, or is there some other trigger? Um, it's the there, it's there all the time. I'd be, oh, it's there all the time. It's from, it's yeah. from the start. Okay.
1: I'd, be, I'd probably be happy with there's one where you can scroll up, right? Mm-hmm. And it appears when you scroll up, but I think that that can make the page jump around a little bit. Um okay. So it can interrupt the experience but so it's just at the moment it's just there up the top it's in the brand colors. Okay. Um you just need to put in your address and click go and it's and it's done. It's done. Um so I don't think that's, you know, yeah, that awareness is, is the problem. Um mm-hmm. What's I'd the problem f- then? Yeah, I I just think it's it's volume, right? Volume. So, okay. Yeah, volume of traffic. So mm. I think that with this how so many, this sorry how many um, organic visitors visits have you had this week um, if you looked it up so last last week I got there was a post that I made that got um, it was over eighty over eighty people clicked through okay and um, and one person ended up signing up to the email list um, this time it was. This time it was—it's more like fifteen. So that's kind mm-hmm. of disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I think is going on is there's there tends to be a real exponential return on. Uh, it's not quite the right way to talk about it, but there's like an exponential um, interest in uh, in questions that come across. You know, like the Ask Science and similar communities. So that's got so that's got over seventeen million subscribers on that on that thing, and a lot of the posts, like the best post, will get something like twenty thousand votes, right? Mm-hmm. But then the next best ones will get like two hundred votes, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So it's this; it just falls straight down. It's the long tail. Mm-hmm. It is such a long tail. Yeah and so what that means is relying on this form of uh generating traffic for me is and remember like I'm not posting my you know links to my links links to my blog everywhere all the time it's it's you know it's got to be subtle and relevant and it's got to add value so mm-hmm.
0: are there community it, guidelines for that or is it sort of a self-enforced uh, just um uh, like everyone inherently knows when too much is too much when there's when you're spamming and people call you out on it or is you know admin comes in <laughs> yeah what what is I, it what's the i don't i don't know and
1: i control I function have to check that out
0: <laughs> that's i'm really curious about that because in facebook it's, it's very clear cut it's like you know there's a group and there's admin the admin's like you know
1: the sheriff of the town and it's you know it's like uh i think it's quite similar like it's okay. the website itself doesn't have rules on it but no. the communities within it do mm. um and so it'll change on each community but i should check it off you for the yeah, ones. you should really yeah. yeah go digging up digging
0: into the ask science um whatever it is terms of, uh, i think terms that's of a, conditions
1: yeah because that was a mistake that you made earlier on wasn't it oh Bob? yeah
0: yeah, I really so how did, ran the red light. So how did you do then. it?
1: How did you how did you generate this? Um, it got put your in Facebook 12, jail. 12,000. Oh, so yeah, what happened? Well, tell oh. me about Facebook jail. What, what's it like?
0: Oh, it's uh, Did you drop the soap? Cold, wet, dark place. Yeah, no, <laughs> so That's okay. Yeah, I just couldn't post for about mm, four to five days. Yeah, just couldn't post for four to five days, which was a bit of a shock. I mean, considering my page is... The whole brand is built on posting every single morning. That's what it's called. It's called a bite of English every morning. So to not be able to post for four to five days was pretty crippling. Couldn't fulfill your promise. Couldn't fulfill my brand promise. Exactly. But it was, look, it was like the first month. So, you know. Um, But yeah, I just shared... That's what you do, share your post. Shared my post to one too many communities or one too many groups, I should say. And I shared them to, I guess, a dozen groups. I just pretty much shared them to any group in Taiwan which which was something about English learning. And I didn't go through the group info and check that, oh, this group only wants info about TOEIC and TOEFL tests and nothing else. Oh, and this group is, and what you don't realize until you What's, re- what's TOEIC and TOEFL? Is oh, that some accreditation? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, okay. Okay. it's sometimes amuses me how few native speakers actually know what TOE, TOEIC and TOEFL is. Cause it's like, if you, if you lived in Taiwan and you didn't know what TOEIC and TOEFL was, it'd be like, what, <laughs> it like, it's so be so surreal. It'd be so strange. Cause like, it's like, yeah, it's a major, thing here because it's it's a a very very important accreditation it's a it's a a key to you know it's it's a gateway to a promotion a gateway to studying abroad overseas to even just graduating from a university here like they you often need a toic certain toic score so anyway those tests right so for example the group might be just for those tests takers or content about those tests or Sometimes I wouldn't realize is, is what there would be a group, which is, it looks like it's open to everyone, but actually if you go through the the feed, you see every post is made by the admin. So it's actually just the admin's personal group. And so you suddenly come on and start sharing your stuff. The admin doesn't like you. Yeah. So they're just, it's like, yeah, you've just walked into their, to their little, their little hub and just started like spreading your stuff. And they're just like, get out of here (laughs) so yeah
1: you've just you've just walked into their apartment and just started hanging up posters yeah your own show
0: totally yeah Uh, and so yeah so you just got to be really careful i mean so after that what i started to after i got you know came out of jail again um and i was able to post again i just started looking at each of the groups on a case-by-case basis and checking all the all the um Guidelines and actually adding the admins uh, as friends and whatnot, and then chatting to them and telling them what I'm about and who I am, and you know, can I post on your group every day? And I just just posted to the admins who were cool, and most of the biggest groups, the admins were pretty cool. So I, you know, I I was I was fine. So I didn't need to go harassing little little admins and little groups with admins who you know. Who
1: just want to okay, be so, control so freaks. So you're posting like, uh, uh, like, direct content. So yeah, you were not just posting. Okay, so how would live you? Live videos you... is very direct. Yeah. Okay, it's the live videos of <laughs> your of like typical lessons and.
0: In... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I would get savvy on the rules of these communities on Reddit, and I would also get chummy with the admins, if you can. Email them, add them on Twitter, whatever. Get chummy, uh, because if they can be nice to you, if you can get them on your side, that'll really help. Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest Facebook groups that I really got a lot of traffic from, the admin was this super cool guy who just liked my stuff. And yeah, so he just let me post all the time. And he actually came and joined in some of my
1: broadcasts. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so definitely try to do it. Gatekeepers essentially was Was a fan. Come right this way. This guy's good. Yep. So that really helped. So yeah, try and try and do that. The um yeah, so yeah, I think that I'll I'll do all those things. But I, I think that also because of this long tail effect there's you know uh I can spend a lot of time not getting anywhere and then there's going to be one post that I do that will just go gangbusters Mm -hmm. and send tons of traffic yeah so um so I think that I just can't rely on that I don't know I don't know um I'm just thinking out loud you know I'm thinking that maybe I have to be diversifying my uh my traffic strategy Mm. um so you know if that's uh you know if if we're investing right mm. um a, a a pretty common uh like recommendation is what's called the barbell strategy so mm-hmm. you uh you spend i think it's like half of your money on uh on something that's like a sure thing right but because it's a sure thing it's uh the, the returns are pretty low so they're mm. consistent but very low mm. um and then you spend the rest of your money on high-risk, high-reward things. Mm-hmm. Um, um, because, yeah, because if they do pay off, then they're going to pay off in a huge way. So the optimal strategy is, is, to, is to do that. Um, yeah, so I'm thinking that uh, the, the low-risk, low-reward version of this is going to be uh, SEO, Mm-hmm. So search engine optimization so just um, finding you know finding keywords and key phrases and just making sure that you know my website's optimized for somebody that types in you know something like you know what's the size of an atom mm-hmm. or, uh, um, or like how where did uh, where did the elements come from or something like that mm-hmm. so for a lot of those there's actually going to be um, a ton of competition from you from other sites totally. and, uh, and science newspapers, but it's all part of the game is being able to find the ones that don't have, you know, high traffic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: However, how much experience do you have with SEO?
1: Um, not, not that much.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, from no what I idea. understand, it can be incredibly time consuming. Just all the search, like part of the pun, searching. Uh-huh. No, I mean like all, just the, exactly the keyword checking and exactly searching for these little gaps where there isn't that much competition and click through rates and like, okay, I'm ranked this number for this keyword, but what page is that? If I'm ranked 13, is that the second or third page of Google or whatever it is? Uh, It's like... I know there are some fantastic pieces of software out there that make it a whole lot easier, but they also come at a price. I just myself have just with my experience on with my YouTube channel, just trying to like get the right keywords and like check out competitors in the same niche for, for, you know, ranking position and stuff. It can like just take up hours of your time. So um, if you really know how it's, how the game's played and you have a better idea of how to do it and you have some time saving sort of uh methods, then that's awesome. But just from from my limited, very limited experience of it, uh it it it, it can really suck up a lot of time. And I think it's like just like a whole nother skill set in and of itself. And so it's definitely something you need to do. But just I think take a step back and ask yourself like, how could I make this less time consuming? Cause you'll probably find pretty soon that it will take up a lot of good time. Like every single page. Cause you've got like 50 blog posts, right? Yes. Yeah. You're going to have to go through like every single page and pick out the keywords and then pick, you know, uh, the backlinks backlinks are super key, right? Because the backlinks, uh, but however, I've, you always read, read different stuff. Apparently backlinks are not, as important anymore, as of a couple of years ago for rankings. But you know, this is what I mean. It's like, you could write like several dozen books on this, <laughs> people have, but it's like, so just ask yourself, like, how can I get SEO really moving without
1: just investing all my time into it? And how am I gonna- I suppose to, I'm like, just gonna have to, I'll, I'll just get the basics right. Get the yeah. basics right, totally. So I've just done a, uh, I've just done a, um, yeah, I installed some plugin It did a scan and you know, I've got some broken backlinks, mm. um, uh, you know, just for when I've, you know, I've, I've changed the, like the name of the article. So that's changed the URL. So that's broken, you know, backlinks to it. Mm. And I can just quickly, you know, go through and update them all. But I think like that, I don't know, maybe, yeah, I, again, I, I don't know too much about it, but Maybe just, I think that Google penalizes you for broken backlinks. So maybe just like getting rid of that, you know, things that penalize me and mm. and um, and stuff like that. Maybe that'll um, maybe that'll go okay. a long way. Yeah. Okay.
0: If there are these two main channels for discoverability of your site, one is SEO, and the other is through Reddit, for example, um, through Reddit answers. Which one are you? way more, way more qualified to, you know, which one are you just. Oh, definitely the red Definitely one. the red It's answers. also more fun. It's more fun. I just, you, exactly, exactly. You've hit the nail on the head there. It's more fun. The time's going to fly. Uh, you know, uh, hmm. if I were you, I would do one strategy, then the other, rather than both at the same time. That's, that's how I've done my channel how I've built my platform. I started on Facebook, which Facebook is network networking rather than searching. So you discover content through the network, through people connections. So that's where I started. Now I've started to migrate onto YouTube, but I can already sense it's, it's such, it's going to be such a long trek to get real growth on YouTube. And it's all about the SEO. So I've really delayed diving deep into seo just because i can already tell them I'm, I'm, it's it's not so it's not my forte and it's
1: very time consuming so i
0: that's I my think that approach the, i think the different.
1: advantage that i have is i've got this um i can't remember if i told you already but i've got this uh, system set up where um when a question comes in that meets certain keywords mm-hmm. it goes through to a uh, a card on trello oh uh, which is a which is a task management software. Know, yes. So it's only if it meets my criteria does a as a card go through to there. Okay. And if I like it, then I'm gonna drag it into a certain column and you know, I'll go through and answer the question. Yeah. If I don't like it, then it just gets dragged into the bin. And so uh Yeah. And so I'll get like a hundred questions or something like that yeah. a day, of which re- of which I you Know of which I might answer two or three. Um, the others, you know, I just don't know about it, or I just, you know, there's no way, uh, it's just like a waste of time, you know, it's a stupid question. Or, mm-hmm. you know, do you use yeah, IF so, Triple T or IF TTT for that? Yeah, I yeah. was using Zapier, oh, were, which is a competitor if there's, yeah, yeah, the more expensive. So one. that's, um, uh, it's free for to have five things. Oh, okay, cool, okay. Yeah, because
0: I'm looking at something similar for a Teachable Facebook. Oh, you know what would have been perfect? Um, new Teachable user equals you know Facebook group ad, but unfortunately, it's not one of the the zaps. Yeah,
1: you tried.
0: I oh, I've so tried. Uh, well. I've tried Zapier Facebook groups with Teachable, and it didn't quite have the combo I'm <laughs> after. That would have solved all that headache I was just describing earlier. But but yeah, Zapier looks a lot more robust than the. Uh, if triple D thing yeah.
1: yeah yeah okay sorry
0: I sort of interrupted you
1: um, I think that the last uh, uh, the last uh, the last channel is also just um, uh, influences that are in the, oh, yeah. in the community of course right? um, but I'm finding that okay I'm finding that it's easier to find like pop science influences mm-hmm. than what it is to find psychonaut ones but that's actually it's a slightly different niche. Mm. Um, I'm not quite Yeah, sorry, go on. How can you distinguish yeah. them? Um it's like I pop science, I I really like it. You know, it's it is about it is about um you know, explaining com- complex subjects simply. Mm. Mm. Um which is your thing yes, uh, but the the point about discover Earth is more about it's more about conveying a sense of wonder mm-hmm. which pop science definitely touches on it's definitely a closely related field mm-hmm. but Sometimes it's just, like, like gimmicky experiments. It's, it's interesting rather than like awe-inspiring. Yeah. Like it's curious like rather it's like than fascinating. Awe. Awe. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Discover Earth and I think what, you know, what's our... Psychonauts. Psychonaut communities are more interested mm. in like, is how this sense of wonder and how it is actually, you know, a scientifically valid thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I think that they are, they're slightly different niches, okay. although they are right next to each other. And so I want to nail the psychonaut one before I, before I move on to, um, you know, maybe expand into more of like a pop science, you know, circle of influence instead. Mm-hmm. And so this is my problem. So I found so many pop science influences. They're all on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's where they live. Yeah. Um, the but I haven't found anywhere near as many psychonaut influences. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a few like there's definitely you know equivalents of like Carl Sagan you know, mm. in the community. Really, like Terence Ma- Terence McKenna. Terence McKenna. And, okay, um, and uh, you know, dead guys who are incredibly quotable <laughs> and wise usually. Um, <clears throat> Um, But as far as like modern day ones, I don't know. I just haven't been able to find them. You know, I don't – they don't tend to use Twitter as much. I think they're all on Reddit. And Reddit's more uh, centered around communities rather than around individual people, you know. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not finding it as easy to – you know, all yeah, all the pop science influencers, they all follow each other on Twitter. It's very easy to find. Mm-hmm. Um I've found a few, you know, a few psychonaut uh podcasts, but um a lot of them get you they can reach get out uh, to them? heavy into the uh no I haven't yet. That's a that's a golfer this week, actually. Okay. Um What about Terrence McKenna? Um, have you emailed? Well, he's dead. So. Oh, uh, <laughs> that might be hard. Okay, I think that's. I, know, I think that's my. Uh, that's my Raymond moment. <laughs> I don't know,
0: Terence McKenna. Know, maybe who's the, who, is he? Who is he? I don't know that guy.
1: <laughs> is, he, it's like is like? Is a, a yeah, super famous like scientist? Right? No. No, he's, he's not a scientist. He's like. <laughs> uh, oh, it's like a a very quotable, very like wise hippie. Sort of oh, okay. Maybe it's not so embarrassing. Ah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a just a wise hippie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nothing to worry about there. <laughs> My ignorance is forgivable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. So,
1: yeah. Go on. Uh, goals for this week, or well. um. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so that's so that's a that's a that's a goal for me. I have to I have to find more of these guys. and I have to get in touch with them. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean, that's also uh, that's also breaking out of my shell a little bit, you know, like reaching out and, uh, you know, uh, you know implying that you know my work's good enough that you know this person's going to be interested in it. You know, is maybe a bit of a, like a psychological. Barrier that I have to overcome, um, uh, rather than just you know sitting on my hands and just you know trying to edit it, make it better, make it better. Um, you know, time to reach out uh, and connect. Um, and and my other goal is just to is to is to get six email subscribers this time. So I've got to. I think that it will be. I think that. You know the the beginning is like a, a slow ramp um, upwards. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's never going to be more difficult to get email subscribers and, and get people onto the platform than what it is at the start. That's right. So so mm-hmm. I'll I'll be happy with six. Okay, so that's your goal. How about you? That's my for goal.
0: this week. My goal is to have all the. The course material ready for next month's three new courses. So the course material, just to clarify, is uh, essentially the handouts. Then it's I'm not going to be recording the videos or the audio or anything else that goes into the course. Just the bare bones text material. material. That's right. So have those done. I would like to have thirty surveys completed and returned, but after that was my initial goal, but after our discussion about posting surveys in the Facebook group instead, in fact, I think I should probably re-jig that goal slightly and make it a little less narrow, perhaps perhaps what could I aim for? Maybe if I did 10 key questions, if I could get over a hundred answers in total, I think that'd be pretty great. Um, yeah. So I would say if I got an average of 10 answers per question from the Facebook group, that's, that's substantial enough for me to, to move forward with, you know, the, the data from those answers, uh, for the next course. So yeah. Um, and finally, I would like to raise the number of active students on the website from six to above 20. So if there were 66 who signed up, I want at least 20 active students on the website by this time next week. So that's quite a big goal. I think the last one, that goal is gonna be the hardest to achieve, but yeah, I've got a couple of tricks up my sleeve in the form of the completion certificate and the end of month, live session and i'm just going to start uh doing more stuff in the facebook group to get them you know uh get them moving so yeah those are my goals for next week nice sounds good Mm -hmm. well uh dear listeners if you haven't subscribed yet don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and You'll find out all about the action next week and we'll be bringing you more tools and insights so you can keep developing your projects and
1: make your vision,
0: turn your vision into
1: reality. Looking forward to seeing you guys next week. See you later.